coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts. We are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard, at PA Howdy on Twitter. This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts. I'm sure there's more I meant to say at the start, but I can't remember what it is. Anyway, welcome back. So, another late episode. It's not really just because projections were kind of crazy and my workload skyrocketed this week. It's more, I felt like I had uh, a topic I wanted to talk about, but it wouldn't quite fully form in my head so I I didn't get there but um I was just doing some general searches on stream today and and posting pictures on Twitter as I do not nudes uh pictures of fantasy football spreadsheets basically just just to clear that up anyway um and I noticed something which is very close to average and pretty much what the historical data shows as well but I like posting it especially this year um I was looking at career year I was actually looking for averages for basic stats at different um fantasy ranks just to get an idea of what looks good what looks bad and some stats I'm not as familiar with like opportunity share and especially for wide receiver and tight end since I've really just started calculating it for those positions um but also running backs I hadn't looked at opportunity score a lot for that um but uh also yards per team attempt based on the way I'm calculating it at the moment I just I just wanted to see some averages so um but I also have career year in here especially where we're doing a lot of dynasty analysis and my weekly target share article for DLF um so yeah and here's a picture I posted the average career year for running backs who are currently in the top 12 PPR points in 2020 is three basically um on average running backs who are currently in the top 12 overall in ppr scoring um are in their third year that doesn't mean that all are obviously um but that's the average wide receivers are actually in their fifth year 5.8 so pretty close to their sixth year in the nfl tight ends are in their fifth year or 4.5 a career year 4.5 quarterbacks on average um are currently in their seventh year or 7.8 eighth year really um if you want to take the average score which was striking to me not because i hadn't seen the numbers or posted them or argued about team old guy before now but because this is a really good youth year right we've got a lot of good quarterbacks coming on we've got wide receivers breaking out in their rookie years all over the places and not to mention all the running backs that are coming on pretty well especially towards the end of the season uh Clyde Edwards having been doing it all season by the way currently ranked behind DeAndre Swift and DLF Dynasty ADP anyway um and that was just 
fun to see again that even in this year where all these young promising talents for the future are breaking out doing wonderful things for dynasty squads everywhere it, it's still the old guys like re- running backs still break out and are in the top 12 or top 5 more often between years 1 to 3 or 1 to 4 I guess since in 2020 the average is the third year and wide receivers it's nearly twice that so wide receivers who, who are in the top 12 right now on average have been in the league twice as long as the running backs who are doing it and are averaging more points per game inside the top 12 as well just ugh. Little nerd flex. You hear that tiny little pathetic flex? I'm tired now because I'm a nerd. Get it? I thought it was funny. Anyway, um, tight ends have been in the league about five years, which actually seems relatively young for me. And if I remember right, that's actually um, below the average for running backs or or tight ends. Tight ends um, inside the top 12. If we go to inside the top five, what does that look for tight ends? I forgot to look. Inside the top uh, five is actually a little higher for tight ends. Um, they're actually uh, 5.4 average career year inside the top five. And that's mostly Travis Kelsey. Either way, the tight end position seems to have gotten a little bit younger recently with the, not demise, because they're still in the league and providing streaming value, but Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham aren't the top two tight ends anymore. Um, and even Travis Kelsey is a little younger than them. Um last time they were in the top two i think so um the average for the top five and top 12 tight ends has come down a little bit but it's really this top five uh, top 12 wide receivers i was looking at because when i mentioned it on twitter um most mostly just to to annoy people enjoying good rookie seasons um i got asked who are my old guys for next year which sounded worse than i thought it would when I plan to talk about this, who am I all guys for next year? Anyway, um, so looking at those averages, I decided to go and look up wide receivers who are currently not in the top 12, but are entering their fifth year or above in 2021, um, and who might be interesting. So what I did is I sorted, uh, by the way, the, the wide receivers currently in the top 12 who are playing within their first three years in the NFL in 2020. DK Metcalf is currently wide receiver five. Calvin Ridley is currently wide receiver six. And Justin Jefferson, uh, the rookie savant, obviously, who's actually still ranked below CD Lamb, interestingly enough, on uh, um, uh, DLF ADP in December. Um, anyway, uh, he's currently rank- ranked as the uh, wide receiver eight. Um, in PPR points for the 2020 season. So those are the three guys within the first three years where most people want young players, especially in Dynasty where age is overemphasized and over-rostebated over, I guess would be the word. Um, those are the three that made it in, whereas the rest of the 12 guys are all playing in their fourth year or after that, which is why the average comes out to, again, between the fifth, what did I say? And I forget what I said. Between the fifth and sixth season is their career, the career year average for the wide receivers in the top 12 right now. So, and just doing some simple sorting, I looked at wide receivers who are 27 just to go on the upper limits um, of team old guy, right? No one playing at age 27 this year who's going to be 28 next year could really be argued to be in the middle of that dynasty danger zone as some ages might call it um, between the ages of 28 to 32, right? That's normally when wide receiver value can start to drop off. I also looked 
sort of the table between players currently playing in their fourth year or after. So next year, they'll at least be in their fifth year, which fits that average table I was looking at. Um, And then, like I said, I took out uh, all the wide receivers currently in the top 12 um, who could become those top 12 wide receivers next year. You know, just looking for some old guy value team, which again, sounds worse than I thought it would. Um, But who is team old guy who the values on Team Old Guy for next season. That, that was the idea behind it. And that's the only thing I sorted the table by. I actually sorted it by um, PPR points, just to give myself a good way of ranking, or a way of looking at them, at least. So the players on the top of the list are Will Fuller, which I'm really excited to see. He's had a phenomenal year in 2020. I got him re- real cheap this offseason because he had basically that man can't not be injured discounts, I guess. But, I mean, this this year's been pretty great. He's averaging 17 points per game. He's currently ranked as a wide receiver 21 overall because he has missed games. He's only played 11 games this season, and so far we've had 15 weeks. And, and I believe Houston has played 15 games already. So he has missed at least four games. But he's been pretty effective when he's on the field, and whether he's on or off the field kind of tells you whether to start him or not. And when you do start him, you're getting about 17 points a game, which is pretty amazing. Second on the list is Julio Jones. Um, yeah, he was the name that originally immediately jumped to mind. He's going to be on Team Old Guy. So Julio Jones has had uh, an injury riddle season, much like Will Fuller, only no one... I guess expects Julio Jones to be injured and Calvin Ridley as I said is one of the players currently in the top 12 so he's doing a very good job and um, but I still don't think Julio Jones's career is over he's averaging 1.32 yards per team attempt which is very good with 11 a dot he's averaging 16 points per game when he's on the field and he's been on the field only for nine games so yeah I, I still think Julio Jones has got time left in him I don't think this is news, though. I think this is uh, Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson. I go over the edge of the cliff, Thelma and Louise style, with those players. He's given me way too many great fantasy seasons. I will happily ride out his last relevant one as if he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver in 2021. And he is going to get an injury discount this season, this offseason at age 31. And I will be very happy to have it where he's not on my team already because he's already been getting an injury discount. So yeah, he's definitely on team old guy for 2021. Next on the list, interestingly enough, over the age of 26 and be 27 or older next year, Amari Cooper is currently 26 years old. I do think he's always strongly been borderline undervalued with the dynasty community. He's not Julio Jones. He's not Calvin Ridley, or at least he has not been. But this year, he's averaging 15 points per game overall, 21% market share on a stacked wide receiver death chart without Dak Prescott. Played 14 games this season. Um, big fan. I don't see any reason that if there's any marginal value in Amari Cooper, like I don't have to pay top 12 value for wide receiver for Amari Cooper. Yeah, uh, I'll include him on Team Old Guy. I'm not sure. Age 26, like Will Fuller, and uh, it kind of seems borderline Team Old Guy. But, you know, he turns up on the list, so I'm going to point him out. Same with Tyler Boyd. I don't think he's going to get a big kiss scan at 26. But he's going into his fifth year. Big fan. Had a great season. Hopefully the quarterback situation is as good as it has been through some parts of this season. 
in uh, Joe Burrow's sophomore year when he comes back. Um, next on the list is actually Cole Beasley, who's just a constant value in age 31. I'm guessing he's still going to be worth a second round pick or lower, even on the Bills doing 14 points per game in PPR scoring. Yeah, sure. He's a wide receiver. I try to get it back in where I'm giving away a valuable piece for replacement level value because he's at least startable um, most of the time, even in a bad year. And coming off after that is Robbie Anderson, who's a much bigger conversation, but age 27. Currently, the wide receiver 17 in points uh, overall. Um, he's had a really good season, been unlucky slash not good at catching touchdowns, however you go on that touchdown efficiency regression train from season to season, Robbie Anderson is probably going to be writing a lot of those lists. Um, Mike Evans is 27 years old as well, so he's 28, he's starting to enter the team old guy area. Um, yeah, I very much take a discount on Mike Evans, so yeah, welcome aboard team old guy, if you in fact hit it this offseason Mike Evans and Cooper Cup entering his fifth season next year at age 27 um, as well Jefferson Crowder like Cole Beasley is already on team value so it's hard to add him to another list who's the next interesting guy Kenny Galladay age 27 he'll be in his fifth year in 2021 he's been injured this year lots of rookies coming out people are gonna love again wasn't a top 12 wide receiver he's currently uh, what was he well he's Position rank overall is like wide receiver um, 100 because, you know, he's missed all but five games. And points for game-wise, he was wide receiver 35. And this offseason, I spent some time saying I've never really seen top 12 in his range of outcomes, but he was getting projected even by me in that range. And so this is probably a disappointing season. He's going to be 28 next year. Entering his fifth season, I think, yeah, that's... That, that's a guy I would definitely put on Team Old Guy, someone I want to go make trades for. All of these players, I like. obviously, we, we like all players that have been productive in the past. So let me try and highlight who I think are the values here. Will Fuller, definitely, for injuries, more than Team Old Guy. But he's 26, so he's not really Team Old Guy. He's really Team Value, and I'm definitely interested. Julio Jones, Team Old Guy. Amari Cooper, nah, too young. He's not going to get an, an age discount, but I do think he's a value. Um, Tyler Boyd, not going to get a discount. Cole Beasley, team value. Uh, Mike Evans and Julio Jones seem to be the clearest examples of it. Maybe with Cooper Cup thrown in and Kenny Galladay. The next one on the list is someone who's actually got a lot of va- think value coming to him for different reasons, which is Odell Beckham. He's 28 right now, going to be 29 next year, going into his eighth year after another disappointing season since leaving since leaving New York. Yeah, he's on my buy list um, because I, think, I don't think the talent went anywhere. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe talent flew out the window and, you know, players do age and mature differently. Maybe Odell Beckham's just lost the best part of his game. I don't know things like that. I just know he's got a phenomenal ceiling, and right now, like, I I think he's an immense value. And and yeah, so he's on Team Old Guy because he's 28. That's it. Michael Thomas isn't getting no discount. Jarvis Landry. All right. Live looking through this list, which I'm realizing now was probably a mistake. Um, who's Team Old Guy for next year? Julio Jones. Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Odo Beckham, maybe Jarvis Landry. I don't think his value can go anywhere. He's currently 28, same age as Odo Beckham. 
going into the same season as Odo Beckham, season eight in 2021. On the Browns, even though the Browns are resurging uh, and having a pretty good season win-wise overall, um, his points per game is around 11, 11 points per game. So I think people might be disappointed with him. And that might put him in that value conversation. Those are the names I would put currently on wide receiver team old guy for the 2021 season. What what does any of this mean? I realize some of this, it seems like, well, yeah, sure. I'll take anyone if I'm getting them cheap. But what, what does any of that mean? Well, part of a way of thinking about this is old guys, older guys, players playing in their sixth career season or later at age 26, 27, 28, 29. In fact, players playing over the age of 27 are actually the norm for finishing in top 12. Now, I get Dynasty value and the excitement of of DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley and, and, and Justin Jefferson, for sure. I'm not disputing that they're great and you want them on your Dynasty squad and they are rightfully, I'm, I'm air-quoting, which I normally hate, um, more valued in Dynasty. Let's say that all that's not, completely unobjectable. I'm not changing my mind or arguing against any of that. But going into next season... Those are the guys that typically make up, uh, based on 2020 numbers, about three out of the top 12 players at their position. So if you're telling me I can get a productive, proven player in a good situation, cheaper, that fits the mold of a top 12 dynasty wide receiver better than those guys, and I pay less, that's what I'm talking about with Team Old Guy. I want those players plus... Now, am I going to go out and trade Justin Jefferson? No! I'm not stupid. <laughs> also, I suffer from sexy roster syndrome. It's time we all just started admitting it. We like having those players on our teams. I'm not giving you DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, and Justin Jefferson. Unless I'm trying to win, which really comes down to wow, the shape you feel your squad is in by the time it gets around to draft season, right? So what we're looking at here is... If you're trying to win, you should be actively trying to trade young players with correctly higher values for older players who should still be at least be productive, could also be top 12 wide receivers next year, in fact, are more commonly top 12 wide receivers next year, and something else. Now, how is that even possible? Well, if you look at the Dynasty League football trade calculator, Justin Jefferson is currently valued around 655 points, which means nothing. It's just a random number, but it is on a scale, so I can show you some relative value. Amari Cooper is worth 445 points, so around about 250 points less than Justin Jefferson. What does that buy you? What's that little extra value that the Dynasty League football trade calculator is suggesting you can get? Well, a first-round pick, a mid-first-round pick next season is around 354 points. So the Dynasty League football calculator is suggesting that you could potentially offer Amari Cooper and Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper and a a mid-first-round pick for Justin Jefferson. Would I make that trade? I want Justin Jefferson. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm shaping my team to win and... That's where where my head is at, where it almost always is and should be. 
Yes. Now, the problem with that is Amari Cooper is the only player on the list that you're probably going to feel comfortable doing that with. He's 26, like I said, on a good team, blah, 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 blah. He's actually wide receiver 13 this year, so it's not like you're even getting someone producing that much less than anyone else currently on Team Young Guy, right? And, like the Dynasty League football calculator, if you did that math quickly in your head, 445 plus 345, that's actually worth more than Justin Jefferson. But, rookie hype, see, I don't think it's an unreasonable trade to send straight off. Right now, first, and Mari Cooper for Justin Jefferson, it's not probably going to get accepted, but it's a not, you know, going to get you trade commented like most my most of my trade come comments come back with are you crazy are you kidding me pete peter just with an exclamation mark like i should know better and um, i think that one would be in that range but but not so terrible that you probably couldn't get a deal worked around that now the interesting thing is every other player i mentioned fits in that value kenny Golladay and a first a mid to early first round pick for justin jefferson is actually giving the Justin Jefferson owner more value than they have with Justin Jefferson. Kenny Galladay's worth 384 points. Do the quick math with the first round pick being valued at 345 picks. Technically, the calculator is saying that the Kenny Galladay side is giving up uh, more value than Justin Jefferson. And Tyler Boyden of mid-first round pick... Passes muster. Julio Jones, definitely. In fact, you're meant to add a second with that. Um, Odell Beckham, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, all of them, all of the potential team all guys that I have mentioned, and a mid to early first round pick is fair value according to the trade calculator. Now, I hate same position trades. I'm not telling, saying run out and make these. I'm not. This is not a trade podcast. Obviously, I'm bad at trades, but I'm trying to give you some idea of how players on Team Old Guy do pay off. It's not that I particularly think these guys, but they could be, top 12 wide receivers next year. It's that they're likely to be very productive players. They can fit the mold of top 12 players in 2021, and you can get significant value on top of it. Remembering that wide receivers don't win seasons. They might win dynasty leagues, and that's why they have more value, because they have longer careers, but they don't win you seasons. So you can get extra value, which you can spend where you need it, on running backs, essentially, but also, you know, wherever on quarterbacks, I guess, if you're in a Superfax league or wherever else. So again, this isn't a suggestion of trades, because I suck at them, but it is me trying to give you a barometer of how players are entering this team old guy range fair up against the most valuable rookie. And it doesn't have to be a rookie. It could be DK Metcalf. It could be Calvin Ridley. It could be any of number of other younger players who are rightfully valued, rightfully quote unquote valued higher than the younger player, but by vent of their age, they're over 26, they're over 27, whatever it is. And, and I think I know, that's how I play. Those are the players I'm really trying to use to have them be my starters to try and spend dynasty value elsewhere so that I can win individual seasons. That's the overall play, anyway. All right, what else do I have for you? Well, DeAndre Swift, who I mentioned, is actually ranked higher than Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who've been more productive this season, um, in Dynasty D- ADP right now, he is actually valued about the same as Justin Jefferson. He has about a four-point advantage, so 695 to 699. It's the same thing. So you could technically 
even swap out some of these rookie running backs for first round picks and an Amari Cooper, Kenny Golladay, Tyler Boyd, Julio Jones, even an Odell Beckham. In fact, when you start going to Julio Jones or below that list, you even start to give up too much value. So you can start to think about maybe a second round pick as well. Perhaps if you were good at trades, I'm not, I'm saying. So I wanted to give you that kind of barometer as well, that some of these young running backs are also offering value that you can stuff into the wide receiver position, which is going to last longer and be more solidly predictable of at least being productive and pick up some extra value um, in order to spend it on, again, young players um, or dynasty picks, which can subsequently be traded away for other things, presumably, and so can these players. I don't know how trades work. I don't understand trades. It just seemed like the best barometer for this particular exercise. All right. So, something else I wanted to point out to you. There's one other player that fits this team all guy list, but he's actually 25 years old, using a slightly lower threshold. Next year, he'll be in his fifth career year. He's currently ranked as wide receiver 26 overall in PPR points. He's wide receiver 17 in points per game, though. He's played 12 games this season with a 23% target share and a 1.25 yards per team attempt, which is actually phenomenal, by the way, with an 11 ADOT on a team with a pre-established and should be known as a stud fantasy and NFL player in his second season. I'm talking about Corey Davis. Yeah, it's Corey Davis. He actually somewhat fits that mold. And from what I've seen, I think a lot of the narrative is going to play around with Corey Davis, that he is Devontae Parker, and Devontae Parker suffered a drop-off. That's another conversation I do want to have, because I'm not sure he dropped off so much as he's been limited this season through injury, and the team has struggled somewhat. But if that's the breakout, uh, and I do think Corey Davis broke out his second year, if you remember older Corey Davis takes on this podcast but still um if this is his breakout year career year four one we need to have a conversation about whether this is a new thing that's going to start to happen where players with higher draft capital start to continue to get opportunity longer into their careers than they previously ever used to really we only have two examples Devontae Parker and Corey Davis the other examples are Kenny Britt and and Robert Woods who all did it much further down into their career required at least two team changes and quickly faded into not being that anymore especially in the case of Kenny Britt and whereas Corey Davis and Devontae Parker looked decidedly different partly because they were much higher um much more productive players in college with better profiles with age 18 breakout ages um, from their college profiles. Kenny Britt, I think, was 19, and I think Robert Woods was also age 19 and breakout age as well, but that's just from memory. I'd have to check the database to find out. Either way, they don't look the same. And so, again, we don't know, but it is interesting that it's really only happened twice, and it's only happened twice in back-to-back years relatively recently. Then. My suspicion is that's just random. You know, this isn't a new thing that's going to be happening. But it does mean that a player like Nikhil Harry, maybe, who, if they stay on the same team with that much backing them in terms of a college profile, and they stay on the same team and keep getting some level of interest and keep doing something with it, maybe we have to hold out a little bit more hope from them um, for a longer period of time. Now, Other prospects with higher draft capital and poor college profiles, I would strongly suggest fading. Henry Ruggs in this position, I'm just out. 
I'm just out by year four. No, thank you. But if he shows more promise than that, maybe I have to adjust that. But it is a larger conversation. Either way, I wanted to mention it's Corey Davis season right now. But maybe it's Corey Davis season in 2021 as well. All right, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Sorry it's a little late this week. Um, And sorry for the lists. I don't normally like to list and, you know, specifically quote numbers on even even my nerdy little podcast because I know that can get hard to listen to. But hopefully I I did it well enough. We'll find out. Anyway, if you want to see any of those stats, they're in my 2020 data, which is everywhere it's public and you can see it all the time it's got all the stats from 2020 and uh yeah check it out thanks very much thanks for listening to the crossroads and i will talk to you again next week yeah chicken a crow chicken a crow crossing the road go clicking a poll twitter is gold player unfold so jake on the table and they on the place though pete enumerates the plays are analytical Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that Picking their brains, got their in lanes, but I like that Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight Back and forth, there is no order, they disorder more and more Because the players ain't no older, they some hoarders or some mortars Dropping bombs without no borders, they got that I like mortar Peak grinding numbers like molars, I don't know anymore I am at a crossroads Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road Go, clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, play run fold. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays. No, Pete enumerates the plays are analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road. Go, clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, play run fold. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays. No, Pete enumerates the plays are analytical.